You're listening to The Kelly Track Show. I'm your host, Kelly Track, author, coach, and eternal optimist. Each week, I'll give you lessons to elevate your life, reclaim your personal power, and truly awaken and transform. Your best life starts right now. Thank you so much for being here and for tuning in and for listening. I am so excited to have you here. You are in for an incredible episode with Brie Melanson. I am so excited to share her and her wisdom and her guidance with you on the show today. I've been following her work for a while now. And when I heard her speak in Vancouver, I was like, this chick, my podcast, ASAP, because you are going to totally adore her and love her words of wisdom. And Some of the things she shares today about tapping into your soul's purpose and why we're here and how to take that leap of faith and what to do when you're navigating that trust fall and how to access your soul's purpose, you are going to be on the edge of your seat until the end of this podcast. So tune in to everything today. Enjoy it. Re-listen. I already re-listened three times. (laughs) I was like, I got to write that down. I got to tattoo that one on my face. That one needs to go right on my fridge so I can see it every day. Some of her truth bombs are so beautiful and amazing and everything is so gorgeous. Plus at the end, she does a mini soul reading with me so you can hear a little bit about my soul and what my soul wants to do in the world, which is really fun right towards the end. So for those of you that do not know Brie Melanson, even though I know many of you already do, she's not your conventional psychic. So Brie offers accessible and soul-inspiring spiritual straight talk as a medium and direct channel. So she's here to help unfold individual and collective potential. Brie uses her personal journey to her inner knowing and her experience of navigating a series of life bumps and trust falls with the universe as a foundation for supporting others in connecting with their own innate psychic abilities. She offers a real, raw, and contemporary approach to empowering others to express their calling through connecting with their intuition, clearing limiting beliefs, having real conversations with the soul, and experiencing the ease and freedom of living in alignment with purpose and truth. And most importantly, she keeps it human all while talking to angels and light beings and tapping in with your soul. No big deal. I absolutely adore Brie and I'm so excited to have her with us on the podcast today. You're going to love her. And before we dive in, I also want to take a second to read the review of the week from one of the podcast listeners. This one comes from Jules Holland over on Instagram. Thank you so much. She writes five stars, perfect for all the soul-seeking, joy-filled, and courageous gals I know. She writes, I know that synchronicity has been at work when I stumbled upon Kelly's podcast at such a much-needed time in my life. Her interview style is the perfect blend of fun and thought-provoking, and I have listened to so many episodes three or four times just to get more nuggets of wisdom. Kelly's episodes leave me both with questions to answer to so many of life's journeys, And I always feel such a sweet sense of fulfillment, joy, and courage after listening to them. Jules, thank you so, 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 so much for those kind words. That means the absolute world to me. I so appreciate you. Thank you so much for writing this in from Australia. I so appreciate you and love you. So my dear friend, if you want to be the review of the week next week, please take a second to go leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and leave your Instagram handle in your review so I can totally give you a personal shout out. Thank you so much to everybody who has left me such kind words. I so appreciate you. Plus, I want to say that the Kelly Track Show is officially in the top 100 self-help podcasts in South Korea, which is a really big deal. Every time we hit in the top 100 of a country, 
That's huge. So Korea, South Korea, I love you. Thank you for listening. Holy cow. I didn't know you loved me so much, but you do. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I so appreciate you. And last but not least, support for this episode today comes from my friends at Podigy. So if you have a podcast and you're ready to outsource the editing, the production, and the uploading, please give that work over to Podigy. So I'm super grateful. The Podigy team rocks the Kelly Track Show. I so love working with Riley and his team. I love absolutely having two people that support the Kelly Track Show all the time. They do an amazing job of editing the show, adding the music in, doing my show notes, uploading it, syndicating it to all the platforms where you enjoy the show. And I am so deeply grateful because I really feel like I hit the podcast editor jackpot because Podigy is so on top of it. They keep everything so organized. I always know what I need to do. It's so easy. It's so simple. And they make my life a breeze. So if you have a podcast and you are ready to outsource the editing to the professionals, go let Podigy help you. They would love to take you on. And when you sign up, let them know that the Kelly Track Show sent you for 50% off your first month of editing, which is a super sweet deal. Plus, support for today's episode also comes from my friends at Four Sigmatic. So it is springtime in Vancouver. It kind of snowed this morning, but now it's sunny. Anyways, because it's starting to warm up a little bit, I am getting back into my routine of iced matcha teas. It's so delicious. The Four Sigmatic Mushroom Matcha is one of my favorite summer obsessions, and I've been sipping on it early because I'm trying to call out the spring and summer vibes in Canada because... Let's be real, I want to stop wearing my warm coat and put on my shorts. (laughs) So I'm sure you've heard a lot about adaptogenic mushrooms and what different kinds of mushrooms could do for you and your health. I love Four Sigmatic because they create coffees and teas and elixirs that are caffeine-free, all with adaptogenic mushrooms. So you can get those into your body in a way that's not like gross and like eating a straight-up mushroom. (laughs) So I am obsessed with the mushroom matcha. I think it tastes so good. It's the best matcha I've ever had. And I love just making it with a really cute stemless wine glass and then putting cold water that's filtered in with the Four Sigmatic Mushroom Matcha and a couple cubes of ice and it looks like the most beautiful Pinterest thing ever when in fact I just put water and Four Sigmatic together with some ice cubes and it looked like it probably sell it for like eight dollars at some fancy hotel being like hey everybody anyways if you want to give Four Sigmatic a try just use the promo code KellyTrack at checkout all one word for 15% off your order anytime all right my friends we're gonna get into this episode today with Brie it's so good get your notepad ready get your pen ready and get your favorite cup of whatever hot beverage and hang out with us for the hour because you are in for a big treat, my friend. All right. Well, welcome to the show, Brie. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for asking me and inviting me to your community. Well, thank you. You know, I had first, I actually first had heard about you through the Almost 30 podcast. And then I had then seen you in Vancouver and I was like, oh my God, this woman, whatever she knows, I, she's got to come on the show. It was like one of those like intuitive clicks where it was like, I need her stat on the podcast because <laughs> she is hundred percent up my alley for like what my listeners love. So thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you. And thank you for coming IRL to the workshop. Yes. IRL is always awesome. <laughs> it's the best. We need more of it these days. Oh, totally. Totally. So drop us into the first hour of your day so far. And what did you eat for breakfast? Oh, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, 
have a deep love affair with coffee. I actually, a few months ago, I started that intermittent fasting and I've really been enjoying it. So basically I I don't eat breakfast until later in the day and I eat like in eight, like in an eight hour chunk more or less. So it's like 16 hours off, eight hours on. And then I just put butter in this Laird's coconut powder creamer. And so it gets like fats and kind of fills me up, but I've really loved it. It's given me a, quite a, a shift in energy and changed a little bit of my relationship around food. So yeah, but that those first few sips of coffee are the, the, just the best moments of the day. I just feel like anything's possible. <laughs> that caffeine running in my body. Yeah, I hope I never have to give that up. Oh, totally. I know what you mean. I've tried to like get off the coffee and I'm like, yeah, why am I doing that to myself? I love it. It tastes so good. Those first couple sips are like, it's just like almost like euphoric. You're like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's my favorite part of the day. Yeah, me too. I love that. Are you a, are you a morning person or are you like a late owl? Mm, I'm trying to be more of a morning person. I mean, I usually get up around like 7 30 8 o'clock and I definitely take my time and I'm really thankful that I'm able to do that so my mornings are kind of slow this morning I actually had a acupuncturist appointment at nine so it was <laughs> I uh, had to be out of the door at 8 30 so that felt a little bit like rushed but obviously it was a, a great thing to go to I'd like to try to get to bed earlier and my acupuncturist was actually talking to me a little bit about my liver and how the organs, you know, will rest during certain hours and that the liver tends to rest between like 11 and one. So that's my, my new goal is to be asleep by 11. Nice. Oh, that's so fascinating. That's so neat. I would totally love to just like dive right in as well into your story and how you got into this work and um, give the listeners a little bit of context about your gifts and one of my favorite things that you share is like your super distinct message that you were supposed to be a healer and how that came to you. So can you share a little bit more about how you got started and a little bit more about your gifts? So, you know, as a child, I was pretty intuitive and I was still, I think, just quite connected to the etheric world. And and we all are. We're just not usually taught like what that is and, and what to do with it. I think, you know, like a lot of kids, I probably just had a lot of questions and trying to piece all the things together because there's so much to take in when we come into the world. I had some interesting experiences and visions and, you know, it was kind of scary because you're, again, you're not, you don't know what, what those things are. So I shut off my intuition for a long time, but I always had this deep interest with, you know, the metaphysical world and, the soul. And I, you know, if I, there was a fair, I would go see a palm reader. If there was a palm reader there, then in my later years, probably like late teens, early twenties, I would see people that were a little bit more deep in their work. So it was always just interest, I guess. And then I think what happens also just generally life kind of bumped me back into it. Hardships are hardships. And, but I think what they're meant to do is is realign you if if you are not that I was like off my path, but it was now in hindsight, looking back, like my mom got cancer and it was scary and it was really difficult because we thought we were going to lose her. But 
at the same time, it it reawakened my connection with the non-physical things like that. And just um, taking some, what I call uh, trust balls with the universe, just like being a little bit courageous and getting out of my environment, traveling abroad, like helped me to re-identify myself and what I found to be important. So part of that, you know, I was, I was in college and I was studying international business because I, I thought that's just like what you do, you know, you're supposed to do. And then I did a study abroad program and I, and I really started to listen more to myself and dance had always kind of been a part of my life as well. So when I came back from that experience, I'm moved to Los Angeles to pursue dance. And within that, there's quite a large community of spiritually open or awakened people. And so I was learning how just to meditate. And then in the meditations, you know, when I would ask, like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? Like, what I was so focused on what I thought was my path, and it was at the time through dance, but I would always hear you're a healer. It wasn't like I was getting these huge visions and had this deep knowing. It was just kind of like this slow drip of like information coming in. And so, you know, because I had seen psychics, uh, I don't know, I, I still at that time, I didn't, this was over 10 years ago. So it wasn't really in the mainstream. So I didn't really have a lot of examples of it being a career, but I kind of surrendered to it and was like, okay, if I am supposed to do this, then show me I need a teacher. And she literally showed up days later and handed me her card. And then I, I saw myself working for her and, you know, she eventually, I took her class and then eventually ended up working for her. And I got certified in Theta Healing, became an instructor. And that was my first kind of intuitive healing class. And it really was, I think, the best investment I've ever made. So that was kind of kicked things off. And then it's was more or less a slow build. I just kept fostering and, you know, learning different tools and and practicing. And now, you know, I teach, I have a program called Psychic Bootcamp where I teach literally take you from like zero to psychic hero, <laughs> like, you know, like from the, the, the foundation to this is how you can channel. I, what I notice now is like people are moving through it quicker than I did. And I think with more ease than I did. And I think that has something to do with just collectively how we're all shifting and opening. It really provides a lightness and kind of, you know, people say sometimes the veil, the veil is lifting and I think it's true. I think it's become becoming easier for people to tap in. So yeah, that's how it, and then I eventually like, yeah, it was, it was a slow build and I was working for a nonprofit for a long time and dancing. And then I quit that job after, I'd, after I had kind of had a base of clients and now obviously have been doing it full time for a few years. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I also appreciate, you know, how it was like a slow build and you shared it was a drip. And I think that's so special because when you're navigating the process, it feels like a slow build. Like sometimes, you know, the universe gives you the boot out the door and it's like, all right, here's a new life. But so often it's like (laughs) lots of mini little things that shift over time. And so often I hear podcasts or have guests and it was like, this happened and that happened. And sometimes when you're 
in it, you're like, why is my life moving so slowly? So I loved your <laughs> your explanation of how it happens because I feel like that resonates with so much of my audience and as well for myself of how things, sometimes it just, it takes time for it to click and it is that drip, drip, drip over time. And then, then it really shifting. So I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I'm full transparency all the time because I know sometimes those stories can be disempowering. And I think also like just the surrender it can be so powerful as well. It's like, yeah, just letting go of the way that you think it's supposed to come or yeah, the timetable that we're on because we're not always ready for everything. So it's really beautiful that it is slow. And that's just human nature, especially now to want everything right away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. In my coaching, I call that um, Amazon priming our dreams and want our dreams to come via Amazon Prime, <laughs> which I, I have that disease. I suffer from that one too. I'm like, can I have this now? <laughs> I would love to also, you know, dig deeper into our soul's purpose. Cause I, I feel like you are so excellent at the tapping into what our soul wants us to do. And I'm super curious, do you think we come to this life with a defined purpose or is it something we navigate on our own? From what I understand and what I've been shown more or less through the years is that it's a little bit of both and it can be challenging for our human minds to wrap ourselves around it, but not really. Uh, it's just like, so before we come, we're able to see all possibilities even if I take like a slight right before I come and still my soul and infinite intelligence has an awareness of those potential realities versus a slight left or forward or backward. And I think the other thing to kind of note that's important is we get really stuck on purpose in the idea of something we should be doing from your soul's perspective and you know infinite intelligence there really are no wrong turns and there's no race like as you were saying whatever our process is however long it takes us to learn a lesson like our soul doesn't really care our souls there's really beautiful desire and support from that perspective but there's no judgment i was actually just reading someone the other day she had asked about what her fullest potential was. And she was asking more about the expression of it, the manifestation of it, like what it looked like in her career. And her soul was showing us how intertwined our learning and our personal expansion and understanding of love is. And that's what's actually important. The job is a result of that. And so the how you do it isn't really important. Our soul is more concerned about, again, like this expansion or our learning about our love or learning about, you know, who we really are from our soul's perspective versus like the ego's need to be like, I'm going to heal the world or I need to be known for this. And the soul doesn't really care about success. It's just one way to learn about who you really are. Wow. I love that. And I think that's so comforting too, that there are unlimited possibilities and that there is no pressure for it to be one right way. Because I think we get super stuck on that 
kind of like egoic track that there's like this one purpose for us. We have to nail it right on the head. That it has to be like one thing forever. We get really tied into that. So I really love that you brought up that there are the infinite possibilities and that there is no right or wrong or left or backwards or forwards. It's It all works. So that is so comforting to hear. Yeah. I think when we focus just more on how can I align more with my soul or disengage from my ego or my fear, you know, the easier it will be for us to access that, what we're calling a purpose, right? Like, because I think our purpose at our core is, as we're saying, is just to become our unlayered self. I think, you know, we could say we have a, like a strong potential, but essentially there's, yeah, there's no hierarchy in learning. And I think what we also tend to do is we put more value on certain purposes and that's not really how our souls see it. So it's not necessarily more valuable to be a spiritual teacher than it is to really learn forgiveness. I think it's honorable and beautiful that people want to fulfill their purpose and also that we are living in a time where we have more freedom to do that. But yeah, I also just want to support people in knowing that it's, you know, we can take a little bit of the meaning off of it. And that's just, it's just what we do as humans. We like insert our identity into things all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And being like, can I get this into an Instagram bio? (laughs) Yeah. Trying to take all that and put it in there. So when it comes to finding our soul's purpose, do you see it more as like a continual evolution and a flow or and sort of that drip that comes with time and like action steps and intuitive hits or more like tapping in for clear guidance on the bigger picture or maybe a bit of both? Yeah, for sure. I think um, even if I were to, if you were like, Brie, I want to know my purpose. And I looked and I was like, okay, well, this is what your soul is showing me as, a, as your highest potential. That could feel really nice to know that. But if we aren't in the place to be able to embody that, then what's the point? Like, it's just not even possible. And not that it has to be some slow, like, turtle pace. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a continual listening. Like, for me, too, even though I feel quite secure and grounded and in my purpose, the way that that happens is going to shift and change and my ability to express that will hopefully continue to expand. And I always have to manage my ego because the ego will get a hold of anything good and just like strangle it. (laughs) So I'm always watching myself like every day, you know, watching my energy level and noticing when I'm coming from fear and feel like I have to do this now, or I have to get this out. Or is there some type of unconscious belief there around needing to stay relevant or whatever that might be. And even though I really love everything that I do, I still always have to come back to my kind of like my deeper why, like, why am I really doing this? Like, so say I want to write a book and Brie wants to write the book so that she can grow her business and that she can, obviously there's great intention there, like helping people, but there's going to be notes of the desire to want it to be a bestseller or create financial freedom, like all these human things. But I always want to return back to why does my soul want this? So my soul wants to do it to really help people to unlock their potential and 
for me even to go through that creative process. And, and when I think when we remind ourselves of that and just that simple ask and inquiry, we're then getting clear on what that book should be or what that book should say or what route to take because Brie is going to like, my ego will think like, oh, I have to get the perfect publisher and I have to do all these things and I have to negotiate with the world and I have to like make things happen. Of course we need action, but the action should be secondary to that divine inspiration. And so it's a constant, I don't want to call it a battle, but just like check in with everything. Even if I'm going to teach a class, I want to look at why am I going to teach this class? Like, cause I tend to put a lot on my plate. And so again, even though I love everything that I'm doing, is it coming from lack or is it coming from a true desire? And it's hard to have the courage to like, just say down girl, like, like you don't have to do so much ring back in. And, um, so yeah, it's a continual, as you know, it's just not like you're like, I found my purpose, bang. Now I'm here. Yeah. Especially like when things start picking up and taking off and you get like more quests. And then it's like that sort of position of being like, okay, tapping in. And I love that you asked the question, like, is this what my ego wants or is this what my soul wants? Especially when things start coming and it like, you know, you get more stuff and more people asking you for things. And as your plate gets fuller, so is it for you, is it like a continual check-in where you're asking questions, meditating on it? What does that Q and A with the divine look like for you? Well, it can be a lot simpler. It can just be your your body is continually giving you signs. Like, I mean, <laughs> the reason I went to the acupuncturist this morning is because I have been kind of stressing myself out for no reason. <laughs> it's not, there's nothing valid going on. It's just that part of myself that has been pushing. And I'm so thankful for my body being like, girl. <laughs> just stop, you know? So sometimes it's just, it's as simple as that, is that where's my energy? And if it is off kilter, how am I overreaching? Where am I overstretching? So it doesn't always have to be this huge divine hit and information from your soul or your guides or whatever, like your body's always giving you feedback around where you're at. So anytime that we are in what we could call suffering or not being aligned, we're coming from that that fear place, the ego, the negotiator. So it's like for me, I have. So it's a, then I'm kind of asking, and now I'm doing your job. I'm like, and then what do you do, Brie? Well, and then Kelly. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, <laughs> you know, I can ask myself the question why. I can also unplug from the doing. And I, what I like to offer is super simply is making a list of things that your soul likes to do or just things that light you up, that get you back in alignment. And those are all very physical things. Meditation can be on there. And meditation is obviously physical, but what I mean is like, it can be, for me, it's a run on the beach or being around horses or animals. And that list can be as long as you want. So I know that I need to unplug and and realign by doing some of those things. So it's nice to just have that that go-to list. Another, like a deeper way to look at that is what would I still do with work? Like we're talking about work. What would I still be doing if I was the last person on earth? 
Or another way to say that is, what would I do if there were no expectations of me? If I didn't expect anything from myself or nobody expected anything from me, what are some of the things that I'd still be doing? Regardless of where you're at, that can realign you with some of the action steps within if you're already feeling aligned with your purpose or if you're curious about your purpose, like so you're going to get a lot of clues and aspects of your purpose are going to be in that. Yeah, that's such a great point. And one of the things I enjoy most about your work, Brie, is that it's easy and it's like simple because there's a lot of spiritual jargon and like do these things. The meditation's got to be like this. The crystal's got to be like this. You got to have like the right <laughs> angle of the moon and the sun. And then there you go. <laughs> it's like, it's just, I can't, I know. And I love, yeah, I love that your stuff is easy. I'm the least spiritual person ever. I'm just like, I love crystals. Don't use them. And I'm like, moon circle, moon circle. Like I love, like, I'm not saying that I don't go to a moon circle and I, you can't honor these things, but, and even when we talk about like, spirit guides and stuff like some of that takes away from our magic that we have embodied and accessible to us i'm becoming a little bit more spiritual <laughs> mm-hmm. i do burn like palo santo and i'll do things and i'm like uh oh what's happening <laughs> but um it's all about intention and those those the and i know don't don't mean to knock those things intention is powerful and it's really beautiful to come together and and honor and create a sacred space but we also came here to be physicalized so yeah yeah and even like you know what you shared when it's like oh well how do you know if you're like on your path and your purpose and you're like well you just like tap in with your body and it's like doy like yes like totally like it's like easy obvious but it's like stuff we forget you know and it's like back to that inner magic and what we have inside of us when, you know, sometimes I get caught up in like, oh, what is my like archangels want to tell me? Or like, what are my spirit guys <laughs> telling me versus like, well, what does your body tell you, Kelly? Like, I think you can figure that out in like two seconds if you check in. So I so appreciate that your work is really grounded and easy and like makes so much sense in a really simple way when a lot of stuff can get fluffy and complex and hard. And then if you're not tapping in or accessing all your angels then you feel like you're failing. So yeah, I love that about your work. Oh, thank you. And I, again, love the angels, love the light beings, you know, not to knock that either, but harness what we have. And I, and I think some of like, we want it to be like this, this mystical thing that we can't have, like it makes it more, I don't know, desirable, but then that's all available to us too. But I, first step, first steps. <laughs> totally, totally going with the easy, low hanging fruit. I'm big into that too. Easy, low-hanging fruit. Hey there, it's me. I'm just swinging by really quickly to interrupt this amazing and divine episode. And I want to pause and ask you this one question. Are you feeling kind of stuck on your path to greatness? Do you feel like there's something out there that you desire, but you're kind of holding yourself back, you're not really going for it, and you're really not showing up for that life calling of yours? If so, I would love to introduce you to the mindset work. So what exactly is mindset? Well, it's where your mind is set. So this looks like your thoughts, your beliefs, and how you perceive the world to be. All you need is a couple of quick and simple tools to help you shift the way you think. 
This is the stuff that has truly transformed my life and has allowed me to soar to the highest level of achievement. Now, I want to teach you these exact skills. They're super easy. And I want to invite you to my free six-day video course called How to Master Your Mindset. So when you enroll, you're going to learn how to ace your inner critic and finally ditch that negative self-talk, how to deal with that fear of yours and really go for what you want, how to overcome those self-limiting beliefs that keep you small, stuck, and settling. You'll learn how to truly step into your personal power and worth and adopt the possibility mindset that allows you to just watch and witness your dreams unfold. So all you got to do to get access to this sweet, awesome, and free, yes, I said the magic word, free course, is just kellytrack.com slash mindset. And the link is in the show notes. That's kellytrack.com slash mindset. All right, peeps. Now back to the show. One of my other questions I want to ask is, you know, when you're doing one of those trust falls with the universe and you're like really out there. And you are free falling into uncertainty. How do you validate that you're on the right path? Well, feeling is number one, just to redirect back to that. So when I quit my job, it was really scary. And, you know, there wasn't any real, like it was really comfortable. It paid well. It was the the best boss. Like all these things were great. So it took some courage. So I consider it one of those trust falls. And then I was also like, okay, here's hoping I can be a spiritual medium. (laughs) Um, But when I did it immediately after, I felt so much joy and ease and elation. So your feelings will, will tell you a lot. I think though, that when we do these trust falls, it's also important to note that we should be like, we should have most of our weight and trust. We don't have to have 90%. We should have like 60% of our weight and like, okay, this can work out because we really do create our reality through our beliefs and our perceptions. So it's not about, okay, universe, prove yourself to me. Am I connected or not? Like, are you going to support me? Like, (laughs) I want to make sure there's, you know, that people are behind me before I do a job <laughs> and that they're looking and that they're watching. And so just if you're not ready, that's okay. I don't mean to say we should all just be doing these huge trust falls. You have to be a little bit in support. Again, just having more of your weight in the trust. I think another thing when you're looking at making a big decision and you want to do it from a place of more or less like high frequency. So I like to just in general, look at my life and any perspectives I'm wanting insight on if I'm not going into channel my soul or whatever. After I go on that run along the beach, I'm aligned. I'm in alignment. Then how do I feel about it? Because that's more of my pure state. Our pure state is ease. Our pure state is expansion. Our pure state in its purest is like true bliss. So get in a high frequency and then look at what I should do. And then the other thing you can do is just ask for signs and they can be specific, you know, um, if I'm supposed to take this job or date this guy or whatever it is, I need to see a, ask for something specific to see and that's, and the universe will provide. Yeah. Yeah. Those are great. Those are really excellent. and. 
once again, like so simple, like, you know, feeling really in alignment and then checking in when you're in that high frequency, because decisions are so simple. It's like, yes, no. When you're like feeling good, it's when you're like midnight and you're questioning your life and you're having like a mini meltdown. You're like, oh my God, if I do the numbers like this, I can do it like that. And it's like the worst time to make decisions. (laughs) So I'm so with you on that. And then the signs are great too, because those are easy and clear, especially when you get asked for like a really clear sign. Do you have any fun stories of a time you got a really clear sign from the universe? Well, I have some embarrassing ones. I need to think of some that are like less embarrassing, but I, you know, I've asked for things like, um, I'm like, which, which embarrassing example do I want to offer? This one is a little bit less embarrassing. So I was like interested in this guy and I ran into him and he was like, and I hadn't seen him for years. And he was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I saw you. I've been thinking about you. And then I, uh, gave him my, he asked for my number. I gave him my number. And then he didn't text. And I was like, text back, universe. <laughs> text back, though. <laughs> and so he didn't message me. And I was like, okay. And that's why I asked. I said, you know, can you like work, ask his guides or like, I just kind of like sent him a message or I asked the universe to help. And I was living in this really remote place. It's like far from town. And I took these two dogs on a walk and, and he drove by me like on this like ranch road. <laughs> and I was like, what? And I just like laughed because I felt like the, my guides in the universe were like, you mean something like this? Like, <laughs> like it's even better than what I thought. And then of course he texts, he's like, was that you? I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, I love that. So it's not a very evolved share. I got all of this. I'll think of some better ones. <laughs> No, it's perfect. It's perfect because that's how like the universe works. It's always like the little kismet things or like the stuff that's like just so beautifully coming out of the blue. Dr. Joe Dispenza always says that if like it's really super out of the blue, he's like, that's how you know that your higher consciousness did it because it's like out of the way that your regular mind could do it. So I love that. I think that's perfect because I get a lot of listeners who are, who are like, how do I listen or how do I ask for a sign or how do I know? And it's sort of like that knowingness of just what you share, like, so obvious that, you know, he's driving past you on this road and you're like, yes, bingo, green light from the universe. This is like a really clear sign. I will say that wasn't a sign that we were going to be together or like it wasn't, it was just kind of a call and response, right? I mean, be specific. And then my question wasn't if we're supposed to be together, have him text me. (laughs) Maybe he probably wouldn't have text, but The other thing I just wanted to add to that is I think you can, or I know you can give it more power because I was just channeling the other day asking about manifesting and they were kind of saying, do everything from a high frequency because again, then you're in your aligned state. And so when you ask, it's more powerful. So sometimes we're asking from that lack and it's not to make us wrong, but we've separated ourselves from our power and our connection. And we're like, are we connected? Like help us. Like, do I matter? So it's like, get, just get happy. You know, my guides were telling me that the other day, they're just like, look, Brie, we just, just be happy. Like you've done a lot of work. Your job right now is to foster that high vibration. And so I've really just been trying to do that. And then I do that and then ask for things. And I, something last night happened and 
because I made an ask and I was like, it was like a real small, just kind of playful thing. And I was like, I want it to happen every day this week. And it has happened every day this week. So it happened again last night. And I was like, and I drove away going, what the what? Like, I'm still surprised, even though I shouldn't be. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) I love that. Oh, that's so beautiful. And that's totally the magic at play. And, you know, coming back to the fact that we are so much more powerful than we give ourselves credit for. And I so appreciate what you shared about like manifesting from that space of high frequency versus that lack because that is so easy to like go asking for the prayer and the money and the manifestations and the clients and the opportunities out of like that moment when you're like, oh my God, am I going to pay this bill this month versus that high frequency and totally you can manifest so much easier when you're feeling so good. Like, you know, after your run on the beach, like asking from that state. So yeah, another amazing, easy tool that we sometimes we just forget because it's so easy to ask for the miracles when we're struggling that we forget to also ask when we're in our high vibe, that it can get better and it can improve and that you can totally ask from a space of feeling good about your life versus only when it's like rock bottom. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. And I don't mean to make, you know, we all go through suffering. And so I'm hoping it didn't sound like you have to be happy in order to get anything. It's just like, if you're not feeling good, do one of those things that's going to pull you up a little bit. It's not wrong to feel bad, but you know, how can I maybe nurture my soul? And then maybe another, a better ask might be, please soul, allow me to see this differently. I'm ready to let go of my fear. Please help me to embody your wisdom or whatever it is. It's like more of just a surrender versus, as you were saying, I feel bad. Universe, prove yourself to me and give me the money I need if I'm worth it or whatever. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And then when you're asking, like, is it a thought? Is it something you meditate on? Is it like a verbal thing you say out loud? Like, I know there's no like right formula, but is there a way that feels intuitively good for you that would sort of like, you know, when listeners hear it, they'll be like, oh yeah, I kind of do that too. Or like, that makes sense. Again, you know, it's best for you, as you said, but I, what I think can be powerful is to write a letter or a note, doesn't have to be that long, to your soul of surrender or infinite intelligence, whatever it is, whatever words you want to use. So dear soul, dear infinite intelligence, I'm really having a hard time. Please help me to let go of this. I want to embody this lesson from your perspective, whatever that surrender is. And then potentially doing a a short meditation either before you write that or at this moment, and then write from your soul to yourself. So I would just free write and say, dear Brie, you know what? You're doing really great. And this is going to be okay. From that heart space, I'm just going to pretend I'm writing from my soul. And what happens eventually when we get really connected is you are essentially channeling that information. So that's could be like a a really like chunky, good way to do it. But, you know, I might just be on the beach and say, help me. I'm ready to let this go. I don't necessarily say it out loud personally, but you can. Yeah, those are great. Those are really great. Like just yeah, that connectedness and what you shared about writing it out on the paper and that kind of that sort of the comments look like the call and the response, asking the question and then getting the channel divine guidance and like the notes from your soul. And those are so beautiful. Like anytime I've like, asked for guidance on paper and then I read it back, I'm like, wow, I sound so articulate and nice. <laughs> you know what? The craziest thing was when I was um, at your event in Vancouver and I got to 
meet my soul to that visualization, she was so nice. She was such a nice person. And that's the part I was it having in tears because I was like, man, how often do I even tap into that? Like I'm a nice person, but she was like kind, warm, loving. She had this like yellowy, orangey glow. And I'm like, who is this chick? She's like the nicest thing. And it's just, you know, our soul just has the nicest things to share. And, you know, it's so beautiful because your work allows us to tap into that because we get, it's easy to get disconnected and get caught up in like the way planet earth works with all of the systems and things we got to do and the to-do lists and the Google Cal invites. And it's like, <laughs> the soul is happy and loving and it's just tapping back into that. I wanted to ask a little bit about conditions and negotiations and coping mechanisms. Like when we're really out of the soul and like more in the ego, do you have any tips on ways we can realize when we're like, oh, that's our ego, you know? Well, anytime we're suffering, we're in our ego. (laughs) Anytime we are projecting into the future or thinking about the past, we are essentially in the ego that's the only way that suffering can really come through. Like when we're actually present, suffering isn't possible. And so anytime that we're interjecting our identity to something, we we're essentially have a need. So the soul has like sweet desire, but you could feel, for example, when you had that connection with your soul, there was no need. There was just benevolence and love and sweetness. And it's hard for us to understand that as humans. How do I not have a need? It's how we're learning how to get to that place by disembarking from those needs. Even just a gentle inquiry of what is it like for me to be needless? You know, what does it look like for me to be needless in this situation? And what am I trying to get out of this condition or this person? So at the core of it, if it's money or a person or a job or whatever, we're trying to get a sense of safety or a sense of being loved by an outside source. And that is all the ego. The ego believes that it's separate and that love and safety comes from outside conditions. And we've all had those feelings. So I always kind of like refer back to those feelings of when you felt totally at peace. And a lot of times those moments are in nature or meditation or sometimes in travel because we're, again, we've we've taken ourselves out of expectations or we're in a whole nother place in the world where we, we get to show up freely and we're seeing things clearly. I always like to just support in saying with all the things that we've talked about, keeping a baseline is kind of the most important thing. Like how am I feeding my soul every day? Because if we're doing that, and again, it doesn't have to be meditation, but that surely is a very powerful way to access your soul. That's going to get have us less inclined to really get tripped up and entangled in the suffering. Not to say that we won't because we're human and that's just what we're doing and how we're learning. So taking compassionate accountability for how am I placing my needs that are based in a false identity of self, you know, based in fear upon this person or this condition? What am I asking from this person? Even if it's something like money, I need money so that I can feel what? 
or so that I can know what. And what we want to do is tap into that knowing. And then as we know through like law of attraction and all that is that's how it can come in more easily because we've, we've let go of the grips and we're harnessing that energy from the unconditional. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that, Brie, because it makes so much sense. It's like, you know, what is that really about for you? And like, what does it really mean for you? Whether that's the money or the success or the attention or the validation or the like the hearts on Instagram, you know, whatever it is, like, what is it really about? You know, that's such a powerful, deep question. And I think that's such a great source of inquiry that, you know, once again, we like, we never ask those questions because we just like, you know, we get so caught up in all the things. So I love that that is such a beautiful, like grounded practice to tap into more frequently. So yeah, that is so amazing. One of the other things I would love to do is I know in your client sessions, you help people connect with their soul and their spirit guides to clarify what their soul is intending to learn and, you know, doing that so people can move through their personal life lessons without pain or getting getting stuck. I'm hoping we could do a mini soul check-in and see if my soul has anything to share or anything crazy that I'm not, or anything I'm not getting or anything that you're like, oh, Kelly should learn this lesson or (laughs) clue in. (laughs) Okay. Just, I'm just going to take a second to connect and just, just a second. So the first thing when I went in is so sweet. Your soul is like so happy about the connections that you're making through this podcast. Like it just showed me it's getting so full. And I don't mean you're taking energy from those people or whatever. It's just like, there's so much joy and elation and fulfillment that it's getting from this. So it's like, I know you're not saying, am I on the right track? But your soul's really enjoying this process. One second. You have a like an ancestor that's trying to come in and I'm just going to put them on the shelf just for a second. Oh, interesting. It's like a grandmother. Okay. But I, I know this feels rude, but I just want, so what happens when, when uh, loved ones of transition come in, they can, they're, it's like, they're almost a little bit, she's not pushy. It's just like their energy comes in a little bit more pushy. And I just, I want to connect with your soul first. So um, one second, are you writing right now? I don't write more than anything I speak. So anything verbal is easy for me. I make a lot of content like courses and podcasts and that's the easiest way. I like to share my message. That's really important to me. Okay. Well, I mean, the speaker thing is, you know, obviously getting really dialed in. I I saw that clearly, but I would maybe look at even getting one of those apps where you speak into, or it's not even an app. I think you can do it on Google Docs. What your soul is showing me is that you... And I don't want this, this, there's no timeline in this, this actually, they're showing me like a body of work. And if it is a book, which I think it is eventually, it's kind of like later, but they're wanting you to get in the practice of allowing like yourself to be that channel of creativity. And it, it really is showing up as writing. So even if it's like, again, you're speaking to Google Docs and somebody else is editing it and then you're going through later or you're actually writing. Um, hold on a second. <clears throat> They're also asking you to try on more of the perspective of like, what if I was infinitely taken care of? So they're showing me just a little bit of how we shift into fear because 
we have like this blank, you know, if, you know, being an entrepreneur, it's like, I don't know, I don't see anything. Like I got to create it. Yeah. And so they're just wanting you to step more into you are so supported. You need to step more into that thinking and feeling and you create the foundation from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that really resonates. I I understand what they're saying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Second. So the kind of like the last thing they're sharing is that they want you to be able to hold your biggest vision because we've been talking about work and I know that you help people a lot with this. Like, I think that's why we're focused on what they're this coming through, but they're wanting you to look at your highest vision and like push everything else off the table. Cause they're also showing me how we can get distracted by this person is doing it, is doing this thing. And that seems to be working. So why don't I try that on? And they're just encouraging you to really stay focused on allowing yourself. Like for me, I have a vision of myself that is like really big in whatever my industry or whatever my expression. And I don't even really feel that comfortable sharing, sharing it because it feels so big. But that's what they're saying is like, allow yourself to have that. And it doesn't come from a place of I need to get there. And this has to be like this masculine way to get there. But they're just like, they're showing a straight line from where you are to there. And they're just wanting you to be aware of and just not be cautious, but like watch yourself. If you start saying I should do this because I think it's what this worked for this person, or I think this is what people want. When I was talking to my soul recently, my soul was like, give people what their souls want and it's transcendence. Like my soul was just like, talk to what they really want. So maybe that's something that you can think about and cut and just, and you're not say that you're, you're not like giving fluff, but then it's just like cut the fluff and you're giving them what they want. Mm, Interesting. Is it coming through as like a work vibe or is it like, like distractions in my life? I think, I mean, I could see it as both, you know, going for, uh, yeah, that's an inquiry piece on my end. Yeah, probably both. Right now I'm seeing work, but what they're saying is that it's freedom. They just replaced work with freedom because that's what we're, you're really learning, right? Is that freedom of, of expression. And they're just asking you to continue the conversation more with your guides and your soul. Okay, cool. That's really beautiful. And then that other grandmothery presence. <laughs> And the grandmother, let me see. I put her on the <laughs> shelf. So rude. One second. Who, uh, this looks like it's on your mom's side. Yeah, I I guessed. Yeah. Yeah. Is she, where's she from? She's from Germany originally. Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing like, I saw Eastern, kind of like Eastern Europe. So that's probably why she came, came through so strong. So let me just see what she's got. <laughs> well, her soul is just like elated about your life. And the lightness that you carry and that you're able to carry. And she's kind of just saying like things were different in her time. And now she's she's saying you make the best out of what you have. And that's not to denote that it's a little bit. It's just like you're taking advantage of your your the opportunities that you have. And she did that. She's touching your heart. And she's kind of like, I was able, she's like having a little bit of pride around that. Have you been to Germany? Yes, before to visit my extended family there. Yeah. Okay. 
because she's showing me one second here. Let me just see if there's anything else you want to share with her. She's just like, she's showering you with flowers. Oh, so she's just coming through as like a lot of support, support and celebration. She's just really, 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 really sweet. It's like, it's so cute the way that she's doing it. It's kind of like a if there were a parade and like people were just like throwing flowers at someone, like she has that much joy and celebration for you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Flowers makes a lot of sense. Cause she, yeah, they had a garden and that was a big deal. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So she just probably wanted to come through and tell and, and then confirm. I think sometimes it's like, you know, yeah, we're they're They're fine. More than fine. They're connected. You're connected. We're all connected. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Brie. That was so beautiful. I feel so good about my life. <laughs> no, good. <laughs> you should. Yeah. Thank you so, so much. That is so powerful. So I would love to wrap things up and share a little bit more with the listeners about your work and how they can hire you one-on-one for sessions like this and your upcoming retreats and your courses and your offerings. So can you share a little bit more about all that beautiful stuff? So I unfortunately don't really do one-on-one sessions anymore. (laughs) I'm moving away from it so that I can create and empower people to connect on their own. I um, kind of have a lot of things creatively brewing that like I'm working on an Oracle deck that it won't be done for a while, but using that time to, um, yeah, just find a lot of ways to support people. And I have two, I have a few online programs. One is Psychic Bootcamp, which we briefly talked about. And I have a free two-hour training on my site that you can take advantage of um, if you're curious about accessing your intuition. We touched a little bit on beliefs and I have something on my site called Change Your Beliefs. And it teaches you how to find your exact unconscious core beliefs that you're holding, where they came from, why you're holding them, and how to shift them. And that's on my site as well. I'm doing a retreat. I'm doing two retreats this year called the Soulful Entrepreneur. I'm more inclined to just call it Soulful Leadership Immersion because it's it's really about stepping into leadership. If you are an entrepreneur, if you're in a company, and how to integrate more soul into your work and into your life. And so I partner with a business coach. Her name is Jacqueline Jennings. The first one we're doing is in May and it's actually in British Columbia. It's in uh, Ashcroft on a horse ranch. So part of the retreat, we're working with horses. We're doing a lot of deep soul work. We're doing breath work, which is like one of my new favorite things to lead because I kind of integrate all of this belief stuff and the intuition within the breath work. And it really opens you up. What we do is we get you to your, like your soul's vision and your highest vision. And Jacqueline helps as from her business background. She's incredible. She's helped me immensely. So what she does is she kind of reverse engineers on how to do that and how to extract like basically your superpowers and your soul's purpose here in a really grounded business way, a business way. Um, And so we're doing that in May and then we're doing another one in France in the summer. So I have, those are kind of like my big chunky things. And then I, I tend to travel a little bit for different, you know, shorter workshops and I'm creating some more like bite-sized ones 
that will be out soon on purpose and manifesting and intuition. And that will integrate with breath work as well. So yeah, those are all on my site. And I, I have a lot of like free resources. If you sign up for my mailing list, I'll send you a, a soul meditation and I, another uh, instructional video that teaches you how to muscle test and find out which beliefs you're holding and another way to just really get clear answers from your body. Yeah. I, I try to, I try to give a lot of, you know, resources to, to support you on your path. Perfect. Beautiful. I will put the links to all that in the show notes so listeners can go take a peek and sign up and check out those gorgeous retreats. Oh my goodness. Those sound amazing. You should come. I'm going to take a peek at those. And then (laughs) my last question is where can listeners find you online and say hi, if they want to connect with you, what platform do you love the most? If they say hello? I hang out all the time on Instagram. I mean, I'm trying to hang, not like hang out there as much, but that would be the platform that I use the most. And it's just Brie, B-R-E-E underscore Melanson, M-E-L-A-N-S-O-N. And then my site is just my name, BrieMelanson.com. Yeah, that's, that's where to find me. Perfect. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Brie, for coming on the show. This was so amazing and so beautiful. And I know that People are going to just like love this. I know we have a lot of people who are already really familiar with your work in the podcast community. So thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and say hello and share your wisdom with all my peeps. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kelly, for all that you're doing. Yeah, it's an honor and we'll, we'll stay connected. All right, my friends. And there you have it. That is the show for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. If you love this episode just as much as I did, please take a second to screenshot this and upload it to your Instagram stories. Go tag Brie and I in it. It's at Brie underscore Melanson and at Kelly Truck. I would love to see what you enjoyed. Oh my goodness. I had some huge aha moments in there. Man, I feel like every single thing Free said is just music to my ears. I think the biggest one being remembering how much we are divinely held and supported and looked after and that there is divine guidance always at our fingertips when we need it. We just have to check in and ask and reconnect and listen to our body, listen to our intuitive innate wisdom and follow that beautiful guidance that we all have accessible to us and tap in in a really easy way. So man, thank you so much for tuning in and for listening and for being here. I so appreciate you. Brie, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are a total ray of light. (laughs) And thank you so much to my podcast production team, Riley, Dan, and Jenna. I love all three of you very much. My life is so much easier with you guys and I so appreciate you. Thank you again for tuning in and for listening and for being here today. I'm so excited to catch you back soon for another juicy episode on the Kelly Track Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you love this episode, please take a second to share it with somebody that you know needs to hear this message. And if you feel so called and so moved, please write an honest review of what you think about this podcast in iTunes and leave me some stars. That would truly help me out on my journey to helping millions and millions of people. And until next time, have a lovely day and I'm so excited to see you back here soon. 